I'm in a country, in a foreign country that I, I couldn't find myself. Like I used to be this big star here, local star in New York City, and now here nobody knows me, and I am nobody. I'm just somebody's mom. I'm Max and Adrian's mom and Adrian's wife, and I lost my name completely. So one day my son, he he's watching a documentary with me, and it was about the New York City Marathon, and he saw all this sea of people running the streets, and he asked me, Mommy, it was so impressive. You know, the image of all these runners running together. He's like, Mom, what is that? Like, Papi, that's the biggest block party in New York City. <laughs> like every year they do it. And he's like, have you ever run it when you live there? I'm like, no, no, I never had time for training to commit to it. You know, you have to, to train every day. You have to do this. You have to run a lot. It's just like, Mommy didn't have the time. But now you do. I'm like, oh, touche. <laughs> now I do. Okay. Hello, podcast world. Welcome to episode 101 of Run Chats with Ron Runs NYC. After spending 15 years as a journalist, from print reporter to newscaster, and finally ascending to a desk anchor at New York One Noticias, Carleth Key's identity was firmly entwined with her career. After her family relocated to Madrid from New York City and the job market wasn't lining up, she put her focus on raising her two young boys. During that transition, Carleth lost her identity, and it was through running where she restored it, found her mojo, and became the best version of herself. When her video production businesses struggled like so many during the pandemic, Carleth pivoted and started using her tech and began filming her runs and discovered the world of content creation. I call her the queen of reels. And if you check out her IG page, you'll see that they totally rock. Carleth is super talented, loves to collaborate with brands and others on IG to produce amazing content and share her inspiring running journey. She qualified for Boston in only her second marathon and recently ran a totally unexpected PR at Chicago, 3.27.01. What's most impressive is how hard she had to work to overcome injuries, two torn meniscus in her knees, via alternative treatments, which included acupuncture at Morningside Acupuncture in New York City, a new nutrition plan through On Pace Wellness, and a beefed-up strength plan with Benjamin Saw, and a firm commitment to more foam rolling and stretching. I really enjoyed getting to know Carlos better and hoping you will too. Let's dive on in and take a listen. Carlos Keys, welcome to Run Chats with Ron Runs NYC. I'm so excited to have you here with me, my friend. How are you? Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. You had a little bit of an adventure trying to get over to Weehawken yeah. this morning. Yeah. I'm like, Car Carla, Can just take, I, I take the come ferry, come <laughs> hang out with me. And she's texting me. All of a sudden, she's in Port Authority. I'm like, this is going to be a fun story to tell. We, we might lead the podcast off with this, right? Well, I'm so, oh my God, I'm so ashamed of myself. I never come to New Jersey. It's just like... And, and I've never been to Port Authority, just like freaked out completely. It's like a completely different world for me here. <laughs> yeah, it is madness in there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are just people coming and going 100 miles an hour. And Next you, time I listen to you, I yeah. take 
take the ferry. I'm like, right. probably it's too cold today. Oh, cheers. thank you. Cheers to that. Next time. Well, when when the show's over, I'm gonna walk her right back to the ferry. This yes, way please. we know <laughs> we have no problems. So anyway, I'm so excited to have you with me for the Run Chats audience who aren't following you, which we're going to make sure we take care of that problem oh. immediately today. <laughs> Thank you. Um, a little intro. Uh, tell everybody a little about where you're from, where you grew up, and just a little intro to the, to the show. Yes. Uh, there's a bit of confusion because people think that I'm from Spain, but I'm not, that I'm American, but I am naturalized. But I was actually born in Venezuela. And all my childhood, I lived in Venezuela. I, when I was um, uh, finished college, I came to the States. That's when I became an American citizen. So more than half of my life, I've, I've been living here in the States. But then I met um, my husband, who is Spanish, and that's why we moved to Spain for just a short period of, t of time, like five years. And then we came back to New York. So, yes. Perfect. Well, that cleared that up for me because even yeah. I was confused because <laughs> uh, I know you have roots in Madrid because mm -hmm. we talked, uh, I was over there with my son and we got to run in the great Restivo Park and just the beautiful museums and just a, it is amazing. a great, great oh. place to run. Madrid. Oh. I love running in Madrid. Yeah. But also just a great city to hang out. I yes. Mean, amazing restaurants, walk around. You got the fountains everywhere. Amazing nightlife. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, the whole city is beautiful and very charming. Yeah. Gorgeous. So you met your husband in Spain? No, here in New York. Oh, you met him here in New York? Yes. Okay. But he's from Spain. He's from Spain. Okay. Yes. So is he from Madrid? Uh, he's Yes, he's from Madrid. Okay, mm -hmm. good. We got the Madrid connection. Yeah. We got it nailed down. <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. And did you guys have your kids there or in the yes, States? Yes. My first kid, um, my first son, he was born in here in New York. And that's when we decided to move to, to Spain. And my second son, Max, he was born in Madrid. Ah, so they get the dual citizenship thing yes, going on. Yes, I love it. And how yes. old are they? Uh, when um, Adrian is eight and Max is six. Oh, beautiful ages. So now they get to be involved in the marathon party when mom is running. You know, this is becoming the age where they can go out there and have some fun on the course with you, right? Uh, yeah, but last time they weren't too excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we told them like two days before New York City, they're like, um, so puppy, we're going to, um, that was my husband, I was like, well, we're going to cheer mommy up um, mommy up on, on Sunday because she has a marathon here. Another marathon! It's like, please don't make me go. I can clean the dishes. I can do whatever else. But please, no, the marathon, no. <laughs> it's like, it seems like for these kids, they're going from city to city, marathon to marathons, and it's not, not fun for them anymore. So, <laughs> Well, you know what? At eight and six, if we close our eyes and think for a little bit, I don't think it really matter what our moms and dads were asking us to do. It'd always be like, wait, protest. I don't want to do this. No, <laughs> exactly. I just want to go to the park all day. I don't want to follow mom or dad around. Yeah. Like, just let me go with my brothers and disappear for the How whole day. How was it for you? You have a son too. Yeah. I mean, when he yeah. was uh, younger, I mean, did he hesitate to go and, and uh, cheer you on or what? Um, very similar. Um, I think... Um, had some good memories where mm -hmm. he was out there for me, um, but some he was so small, um, even smaller than your boys. And mm. some of those pictures just make me cry. I mean, <laughs> smile makes my heart melt, but make me cry too. Like I see this little guy with yeah. me with a New York City Marathon medal. But um, my last sub three, which I ran at 46 years old in D.C., mm -hmm. he was there with my best friend's brother, was yeah. driving them around in a van around the D.C. course with all our, our boys, like yeah, yeah. his boys, my best friend's boys, and my son. Uh -huh. And they were all over the course. Yeah. And the well, that was fun for him, oh, right? I mean, he had a great time because he wasn't alone. Yeah. And he wasn't with his mom. He yeah. was with 
all the other kids yeah. just experiencing yeah. it. But when I came across like the last 200 yards, I'm thinking he's going to be there with me and it's going to be amazing. But they were out on some other part of the course. So yeah. I came across and I got a sub three and he wasn't there. But yeah. <laughs> to see it. <laughs> yeah. But he did. He did come to Boston. So this is the good part of the story. So yeah. um, he at that point, I'm trying to think, was he still in college? Yes, he was still in college. He was probably a freshman in college or mm -hmm. a sophomore in college. And one of his cross-country teammates from Regis High School in the city who went to college in Boston. They came, they were on the course, they were at the firehouse, the Newton firehouse. They took pictures, they walked around, they went to all the expo stuff, they had meals and they went to cheers after the race and partied. So that was seriously yeah. cool. Yeah. So that's what you have to hold hope up for your six and yeah. eight year old, that that's gonna be part of the plan. Well, at the end they had so much fun in New York City because I mean, my 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 best friends from you know the, the school community we have here, uh, they were there, their kids, and you know, that kind of made, a, you know, a party for them. So that's why, that's how they enjoy it. But when they go by themselves with me to Chicago or Boston, it's like, oh no, where are we? Sometimes I don't even know where they are. If are we in Boston again? No, this is Papi, this is Chicago. It's like, oh, it all seems so similar. <laughs> it was like the same runners, the same <laughs> finish line. And it's just like, they don't know where they are. <laughs> yeah, it must, it must be a lot. And uh, it, it's wild. I mean, the energy of these races are crazy. We know, yeah. like we're conditioned to it. Yeah. So like in, when I try to explain to my friends, you know, why it's called the five barrel block party and they don't really get it. I said, well, you ran that race on Sunday. You will never yeah. ask that question again. Yeah. Because when COVID, when our fields were down and we we're having 20,000 runners versus 50 or maybe even 30, yeah. well, the crowds were down too. I yeah. mean, New Yorkers want the real thing. New Yorkers don't sign in yeah. for the half deal. Yeah. They want the full deal. Yeah. So they got the full deal on Sunday. Yeah. And you know the difference between yeah. those crowds on Sunday yeah. versus when we ran there the last yeah. two years. Plus it. I mean, the, the weather for them, it was amazing, <laughs> not for us, yeah. but I mean, everybody was out, like how not to, you know, everybody having a good time in t-shirts, you know, shorts and having a beer. Yeah. I actually had a beer when an expectator, but <laughs> I didn't film that, but <laughs> I, it did happen. Oh my God. That needed to be on your film. You would have got another 10,000 views on yeah, your reels, which by the way, for everybody at home, Carlos is the queen of reels. Okay. Like no one makes better reels. Nobody makes better videos because you got your little Osmo. It's yeah, Osmo, have, right? We have everything set up. Yeah. Here. We have this whole room set up. We're recording from like multiple angles, but I think um, people have always said to me, I would love to feel what your races are like, Ron. And see, mm. that's what your racing and your Instagram page yeah, gives people about, yeah. because you truly feel what it's like. When I took my iPhone 14 and put it on cinematic mode yeah. and ran off the bridge onto First Avenue and those crowds were going bananas, yeah. I was like, now my friends can understand. Yeah. So what you're doing, you're bringing people out there on the course with oh, you. Oh, yeah, yes, which definitely, is, Which yeah. is awesome, man. Yeah. It's totally awesome. And, you know, you get crazy, not just a ton of views, but you get crazy amount of people commenting and complimenting you on the awesomeness of these videos. So how did you get involved with that? Like, how did it start? It all started in uh, during COVID times, actually. Um, uh, by trade, I'm a video producer. And I had a, a little business going on in Madrid uh, back when we were living in Spain. And when we moved back in 2019 uh, to New York, that's when, you know, six months later, uh, no, four months later, it just happened so quickly. That's when COVID happened. And so I could never really um, kind of kickstart my, my business on the video producing side. So I had all this equipment, my camera, my Osmo, my drone, everything. So I was born out of my mind and I started running, of course, um, just one hour a day. I would go out and film my runs. 
with my Osmo, with my cameras. And that's how people started following me, you know, because I started just posting things on my Instagram. I, I used to have just a regular family lifestyle Instagram. And then all of a sudden just became all running related. And that's when people started to, uh, to follow me. And then the brands uh, took notice. And they, ha- they were having like a hard time too because they couldn't produce any ads or any commercials for themselves because everything was locked down. So they started sending me products so I can, you know, do all the whole the whole deal. I was modeling, I was filming myself, I was editing, I was putting in my own music and, you know, they had a deal out of me. So that's how it started. So now I do um, uh, creative content for all the, for brands, for their own platforms, and I do my own thing, you know, just doing my, my running Instagram page. What a fabulous story. And you, you also helped me personally. Um, I wanted to create a, we were asked by Koros if what we had done during yes. our COVID times, yes. if we had done anything special or found anything really meaningful to give back in the community. And if Koros obviously was involved, they wanted their watch to be yeah. present in the storytelling. And, you know, I had the chance to collaborate with you and uh, create a really special piece for Tommy Rives. And, you know, of all the timing of the world and, and the that universe. Was very touching, actually. Doing, yeah. Doing that kind of, um, you know, videos. Because, you know, you do reels and they're like 15, 16, um, uh, 15, 10 seconds, you know, long. And you don't really get the whole story. You just, whatever catches your eye in three seconds. But that video that I, that we did together, it was it was amazing. It was beautiful. He told a story of somebody who was in distress, and somebody who is so popular among the running community, and then you were trying to help out his family, and it was very touching. Yeah, and I, you know I'm forever grateful because it told the story way better than an Instagram post can ever tell. Mm-hmm. You know, people always say a picture tells a story, and it really does. But a video, I was resistant because I love photography. I love a great portrait shot. I love a great selfie while we're running, but the truth is it's hard to it's hard to beat video when you realize when I was yeah. in line to meet Rivs in person for the first time and I was like torn, what do I do? A couple with two young children behind me, I made the decision that literally two seconds before going up and I said, cinematic video, just shoot it the whole time. Don't change it. Just let it go. And he filmed the whole thing like almost eight, nine minutes. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I could literally just get screen grabs from all that stuff and just yeah. get perfect angles. And I have everything, the hug, him recognized me, everything we talked about. And, you know, I'm going to start using more video. I yeah. can't, I can't compete with your reels, girl, <laughs> but you're going to give me your tips because I know you share and you're really big on collaborating. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why people really enjoy following you because you're not just out there trying to hype your own stuff. I see you working with other people on IG yes, and other yes. brands and that's a Definitely. great way to build, you know, your community, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. I, I love it. I mean, we, I mean, I'm not alone in this world. I mean, there's a lot of runners who are creating for themselves and I love, you know, giving them insights and, you know, sometimes they don't even have a, they only have their phone. It's like, it's, that's more than enough. The only thing you need to do is to start just editing on your own. It's just like, I mean, I, I love it when a runner actually wants to document because I, I love to see what other runners see when they're running, you know, just like the scenery. Where are you from? Or do you live in Portugal? Do you live in, I don't know, um, in England? Whatever, just show me. It is beautiful. I mean, it's, it's a great way to to see the world, explore the world, and show everybody else. Oh, that's so well said. And look, man, travel is what feeds our soul, right? I mean, learning about other cultures and eating different foods and exploring the architecture. What better way to explore than to get out and run yeah. or go walk around with the family or ride bikes or something, just being active and getting around. But 
this is a way to see how other people are living, how are they running, yeah. what's in their neighborhood, what's in their area. And, you know, it's one of the first things I taught my son when he got to the age of running. I said, let me tell you something. Forget maps, forget Google Maps, forget all this shit. Put your sneakers on in your hotel or your Airbnb and just pick a direction and go. Yeah. I said, don't put a plan. Don't think about how far you're going to go. Just go and just follow whatever you're feeling on that day. And that's when I discover stuff, man. When I'm running in a city or a country I've never been, I find the damn stuff naturally. I'm mm -hmm. like running around and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, what is this <laughs> building over here? What is this cool church? Like yeah. amazing. And then as you said, you get the pictures, you get the video and you have a story. You have a story that, that preserves, you know, the memories are preserved, right? Yeah. Well, I lived here in New York City uh, for a long time. I was a newscaster uh, when I first came here. Um, and it's amazing. I just started to discover the city right after I started running. Like before I, through running, I just saw the city in a different point of view. Like, oh, now I, I know where this, this street come on. And, you know, just all the things, that, little things that you cannot, if you're in, a, in the taxi cab or in bus or in the subway even, I mean, you don't get to see the city properly. But when you're running, I mean, every little detail, it just comes to life. It's like, oh, wow. You just like, it's another perspective that everybody should actually experiment. Yeah. The angles, um, the lighting, the time of day or night. It is. It's it's all storytelling. But I didn't know you were a newscaster. This is so yeah. cool. Breaking <laughs> news on Run Chats. We're learning more about Carla. This is the job is paying off. We're learning more. It's peeling layers. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. Tell us about it. That's so cool. Oh, my God. For 15 years, I was um, a newscaster. I was at um, the nighttime anchor, I would say. Yes. Yes. For New York, New York One Noticias. In, in Spanish. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So did you go to school for journalism? Oh, yes. That's actually my, my, you know, my degree. I'm mass communication back in um, Venezuela. So uh, in Venezuela, I was a print reporter and I became a news anchor when I moved to the States. Um, so yeah, that's what I did for most of my career. So <laughs> yeah, nobody will never guess that, but yes. Very cool. Well, we're, we're finding out all the stuff today. So this is huge. I mean, you know, we found out you can't take the ferry. You like to go to Port Authority and get lost. We found out you were a news anchor. I mean, how you got, I didn't even know you were a video producer. I mean, I knew you had these crazy skills even yeah. before then, because I'd be like, man, I'll buy you a pair of shoes, do a video for me. And, you know, you did that Riz video and like that just like touched my heart because, you know, that was like shooting a real movie in New York. Like we went to all these different yes. areas. I went to Central Park. It was a beautiful yeah. scenario, yes. Yeah, but you thought about it like a producer would, like a yeah. creative director would. Like, you know, maybe in your mind, I don't know if you had the order laid out, yeah. but you went through all of these places where we filmed and got stock and video and shots, but, yeah. and then you, you know, fused it all together. So yeah. you had a vision for it from the beginning. And oh, the, you told me the story, and then you sent me all the pictures and all the videos that you had in your phone. It was like, okay, there's a story going on here. And that's when I decided, okay, let's, let's go to Central Park and put it all together. Yeah. And you know what's really funny is when I look back on the video of me running then, because mm. literally my stress fracture had finally Yes, you healed, just came out from... Yeah. I could see how I was running. And it's like, and you know, as yeah. we, every runner in the world battles injuries. And man, you've had some, and we're going to have some really interesting conversation because I think how you've tackled them is even more amazing. Because again, I think it brings more people in. People, when we get hurt, when we get sick, we either close all the doors off and shut everybody the fuck out, or... Sometimes we're like, hey, man, I'm really sick or I'm really down or I'm really struggling and yes. I can use some help. Or has anyone had this plantar fascia issue before because I've been to five doctors and I can't fix it? Like sometimes when we open up, 
Mm-hmm. And we put it out there. Sometimes we are amazed at, you know, meh, sure, we're always mm-hmm. going to get some bullshit. We're always going to get some nonsense. Yeah. And we're going to get some people saying inappropriate things. But sometimes we come up with ideas that actually work. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. So um, that's going to be fun. But we're not going to go there yet. Okay. <laughs> um, we're not going to go there yet. Uh, so growing up, mm-hmm. I'm interested. Uh, so growing up in Venezuela, what was your family life like? Brothers and sisters? Did you play sports? Like what was it like as a kid Older brother. Up? And I used to be in the track team as a kid, a little kid. I was six years old. But I had like a heart condition. So I would pass out after running. So my mom decided that I'm not doing that anymore. So I kind of forgot about running altogether. Um, I started running right after, you know. uh, Running was part of my, you know, my day-to-day, you know, exercise. But I, I used to just do the regular around the reservoir run and then go back to work. Whatever, whatever I was doing. So, but competing that came later after my kids. So, um, yes. So that that was about the only sport I did as a kid, and you just kind of never did any other sports after that. So, um, but then, yes, yes, I was from uh, I was born in Puerto Ordaz, Venezuela, and then I moved to Caracas, which is the capital, and um, that's where I graduated from college. And I used to work at El Nacional, which used to be a, a great newspaper there before the whole, you know, regime started. So, um, and then I moved to the States where I started working in Bay News 9 in Espanol in Tampa, Florida. And then I moved here. And your heart condition, what happened with that? Did you have some sort of treatment or it just resolved itself naturally? No, the, like- I guess the doctors decided that, you know, just let it go, see how she develops and, you know, uh, as she grows older. And it kind of came back, back in college and the same situation. They monitor me and then it got better and then never again. It just it never happened again. So we just like, okay. So I decided that I wanted to start running like seriously and it hasn't been an issue. Thank goodness. <laughs> well, thank God. I mean... We know running is good for our health. Mm -hmm. Um, So many people put it out there in the universe how bad it is. Like I've probably, I've had 5 million comments in my lifetime of my running posts. And so it's like, how are your knees not broken? How is your back not broken? And running is bad for your knees and your back. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, you people don't get it. Well, my knees are broken. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I still run. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that's, like I said, that's going to be, that's good. We're doing a deep dive on that, man, because I think it's so awesome. Um, But we're not, we're still not going there yet. Mm, Okay. So what about... What about your family? Was your mom or dad athletic? Was your brother athletic? Not at all. Not Not at all. all. Okay. They're not fond of sports whatsoever. Okay. No, we follow baseball in Venezuela, but that's about it. Yeah. And in Spain, soccer. So. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of great baseball players from Venezuela. Yeah. A lot of great shortstops from Mm -hmm. Venezuela. Yeah. I was a college baseball player. So I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. So college. What about college? Any any sports or just, again, running just to keep your sanity? Yes. Well, I did college. I worked throughout college. So it was, I had college, you know, at nighttime and during the day I was going to the newspaper. So I didn't really have much life in those five <laughs> years of college, um, honestly. So that's about it. Didn't have any time for, for sports or anything, not even social lives. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. We're either like partying too much and going bananas or we're working and so crazy busy and just, you know, we lose ourselves, you yes. know, and then at some point we kind of come back or we find ourselves. So at what age does running actually like become something you're like, hey, this is really fun. Okay, I've always done this since I'm a kid, but hey, man, this is fun. Like when does it actually start? Where did, when when oh, does it begin? It started like four years ago. Okay. Back in Spain. Um, 
I was, uh, when my kids, you know, I felt that they didn't need me anymore because I was a stay-at-home mom. I uh, dedicated my life to them because I, I quit my, my job just to, to be a mom in Madrid. So, um, so when they were, you know, my, my second kid uh, turned two, I decided that probably now is a good time to go, go back to work. And I looked for a job there, you know, in TV and, you know, uh, it's just a whole different um, industry in Spain. So I don't have the accent. I don't, I don't speak, you know, the Spanish from Spain. So, and diversity on television, there is not like still a thing. So a lot of chateaus for me. And that's when I decided, okay, maybe I, I should do something else. And that's when I always like working with cameras and that's how I started, uh, video producing. Um, so, but I, I started two businesses and one with a, with a friend and both went down and it's just like, okay, so I, I'm in a country, in a foreign country that I, I couldn't find myself. Like I used to be this big star here, local star in New York City, and now here nobody knows me, and I am nobody, I'm just somebody's mom, and Max and Adrian's mom, and Adrian's wife, and I lost my name completely. So I, one day my son, he, he's watching a documentary with me, and it was about the New York City Marathon, and he saw all these sea of people running the streets, and he asked me, mommy, he was so impressive, you know, the image of all these runners running together. He's like, mom, what is that? Like, Papi, that's the biggest block party in New York City. <laughs> Like every year they do it. And he's like, have you ever run it when you live there? I'm like, no, no, I never had time for training to commit to it. You know, you have to, to train every day. You have to do this. You have to run a lot. It's just like mommy didn't have the time. But now you do. I'm like, oh, touche. <laughs> now I do. Okay, let's the run seed, the New York City Marathon now. <laughs> the seed is planted by the young one. This is getting more interesting. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And that's how it started. I started training. It was in December 2018. So I started really training for my first half in Madrid because I wanted to test myself how far I can go. And that's how it started. And then the next thing was a New York City Marathon in 2019. So in that, it just uh, so happened that we were mo moving back to New York City. So for me, it was like a homecoming thing. You know, it's like, oh, now I'm back in New York to my city and this is the way I'm going to celebrate it. That's so awesome. And I think the, the real core and the meat of that story is um, a lot of moms can go through that feeling. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could have one kid, you could have five kids. The amount of kids doesn't matter. Okay, but you had a serious career. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're on television, for God's sakes. You know, you have a real serious job on television, and you have this feeling like, this is me. This is yeah. my power. This is my voice. This is who I am, besides being a mom, yeah. besides being a wife and a caregiver. Like, this is who I am. It's gone. Okay, it's taken away. So you're in another country. There's issues. The doors are closing. And it's like you have to reinvent yourself. Yeah, and exactly. And you start some businesses and they don't succeed. This is life, man. We fail a hell of a lot more than we succeed. But you keep going. And there it is, your son of all people mm -hmm. saying, hey, mommy, this is cool. Like, what's going on? And then the vision, the thought, you know, mm -hmm. begins to start to turn and you want to see what you can do. So that's amazing. And it's only 2018 when it starts, the 2019 yeah. marathon, but only in 2018. So it's really not a very long period of time no. here for you to, as you've gotten involved in our sport. Yeah. And um, uh, the most important thing is after I crossed the finish line, everybody thought, okay, so this is a phase. I mean, she's going to grow over it and, you know, whatever. And no, it just was just the start of a new life. 
of a new lifestyle for me and hasn't stopped. And I don't want it to stop, <laughs> even though my family wanted to stop. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm having, having way too much fun. And this is who defines me now. So That's beautiful. I mean, your strength is restored. Your spirit is restored. Mm -hmm. it's, it becomes like the core of who you are. Um, and you become better at everything else, right? I mean, you become a better mom. You're a better yeah, definitely. Wife. Like every in every aspect, I, from all the runners I talk to, I just know me. I, that's the easiest way I explain it to people. I said I'm just the best version of myself when I run. If I can't run, I'm never going to be that best version yeah. of myself. Yeah, right? I'm miserable when I'm, when I'm not running. Yeah, and they know it. <laughs> you know, when I was injured, it was like, oh, I mean, when are you going to go back to running, <laughs> mommy? Please. <laughs> I mean, they they, they kind of get it now. They're like, okay, yeah. mommy needs to run for us to be happy. So mommy runs, we're happy. This is Simple. Good. The, this, is, this is the formula. You could put an equation on the refrigerator. Yeah. Mom running, happy face. Mom not running, not so happy face. Upside down <laughs> smile. And the family, even if they don't want to come out to all the races, at least they understand. This yeah. is a very important thing. And yeah. trust me, as they get older, you watch. They're going to become bigger fans. And be, eventually, they're <laughs> going to become your biggest fans. I I know. I, I feel I can't get, promise both, but believe me, one of them will. One of them will and think it's awesome. So what was your first New York like? I mean, that's your first marathon, and it's New York City. I mean, that's pretty amazing. What oh, was it like? I had the time of my life, and, uh, and I think I owe that first experience, amazing experience, to uh, another fellow runner. He was my mentor, Wolfie. Some of uh, the runners in, in New York City, they know him. Uh, he's a mentor in Team for, team for Kids. Uh, I did a charity that year. So he just took me by his hand. He's like, okay, let's go have some fun here and, you know, this marathon. And he was kind of giving me a tour of, of everything. He's like, okay, now you, here's the first photographer. Now we go to this photographer. Now here on this, on this bridge, we're going to go turn left so you can see the view of. So he was giving me all the, you know. Yeah. <laughs> play by play. Yes. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm crossing the finish line. It was like amazing. It was an amazing experience thanks to him. So hopefully he's listening to this. <laughs> well, you, we're going to tag him in the show notes. Yeah. So of course, and we got to get him to follow both of our pages and he has to subscribe to Run Chats and listen, of course, <laughs> of course. I mean, what a great experience. I mean, and, you know, having that experience and you, I can hear in your voice, you know, the, the pride and the gratitude, like it makes you want to pay it forward. Right. So in some way that may have shaped you wanting to share your own experience the way he shared well, with you he because he made me. you so comfortable out there and the race was over. So it's like, well, wait a minute, maybe I can do something like this. Right. Now that, now that you're saying that, uh, Wolfie, I mean, he impacted me in so many ways. You know, he he was like a, he made my first marathon a great experience. And also, thanks to him, I know the DGI is my pocket. He's the one who actually introduced me to it. Because whenever we were, went for a run, a group run with Tim for Kids, he would carry it. And I was like, what the hell is that? It's so small. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. I have like three of them. You can carry one so you can try it. So he used to edit his videos and I cannot like taught him how to edit. So he's like, and, and then it became my thing. Now I'm going to get my own little camera. And that's how I started, you know, filming myself with, with the DJI Osmo Pocket. So I owe my my running content career <laughs> to him, actually. <laughs> so you, huge kudos to Wolfie. Yeah. Um, and like, man, we, mentors are so important to us. Um, and, you know, what we learn from them, yes. we want to share and we want to give that back. So it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, so many people think of the GoPro, you know, because, 
you know, they're also super small. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think for certain sports, they're ideal. You know, if you're bombing, skiing down a black diamond mountain, you know, if you're mountain climbing or other things, you can anchor it or like lock it on top of your helmet or something. And some runners do, maybe they put it on top of their head, but I like that for a lot of reasons because, you know, it has the gimbal, so it stabilizes, which, you know, if you want good image quality, man, that's the key to the whole damn thing. I mean, you can't have things, and if it, if it doesn't have a gimbal, it better have some amazing anti-shake software yeah. going on in there, which all the amazing cameras do that mm-hmm. professional photographers shoot with live, right, when they're just shooting wide open and raw or even video. Yeah. But that's what makes that one special, right? Yeah. Well, I've tried many other devices. I've tried the GoPro. I've tried the Insta360. You just can't – I mean – um, you need a lot of upper body strength to be like running a full marathon with that. Um, so I tried to do it. I just couldn't. So this is very comfortable for me. I mean, for, for girls, I guess, <laughs> but also it's just like the convenience of it. Like you can put it anywhere. So, um, so that's why I haven't changed it, but you know, it's, it's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Super cool. So that's your first marathon. You get that bite, you get that taste and you're like, well, I'm hooked. I'm totally in. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, where does it go? Like you're running at this point, you're just running. You ran with Team for Kids. Mm-hmm. You met Wolfie. You learn about, you know, the Osmo and filming stuff. Like how did your training change? I mean, did you start thinking like, hey, I want to do this way more seriously or I want to try to run faster? Like what, what, what were some thoughts in your head at that point after well, your first New York? Right first, after New York, that's when the pandemic hit. So... I got more time to really think about what I want to do or what I want to take my my running, you know, life. So that's when I started to scheming, like, what do I, you know, what do I want to do when I do, do I want to do another more marathon, an ultra? Like, and then it's like, okay, how about we qualify for Boston? There was another running friend who actually had that idea. He's like, let's qualify for Boston next year. I'm like, oh, sounds like a crazy idea, but like, okay, let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I um, run uh, Salisbury. And to qualify for Boston. And, and that's when we actually, uh, when I got my first BQ. So uh, it became a thing. Now it was Boston. I had to, you know, train for Boston. And then, okay, let's do the six majors. And, you know, you know how it escalates so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, it does. All of a sudden, you just want to do all the 50 states. It's just like, oh, my yeah. God. Never ending story. Yeah. That is, you can't say that any better. That's yeah. just how our fucking brains work. They're not supposed to work that way. Be like, oh, I did one. Okay, let me do them all. Oh, let me go run seven continents. So let me do them all in one week. You know, it's like, I mean, what's the matter with us? You, you know, it's like, we do we forget the pain? Like yeah. we're all suffering out there Sunday, man. I mean, as much of a party as it was. And it's so much fun and so crazy. You know, I this is my 67. So I've seen a lot more. I've been around and doing it longer. It breaks my heart when I see someone literally flop down, face yeah. down, and you know, my mm-hmm. God, this person could be having a heart attack. You yeah. don't even know. And yeah. so an ambulance is going by as I'm saying this, so yeah. you can't make it up. <laughs> um, but honestly, I'm sure you saw, I the best word I come up with is carnage. I've never seen so many people impacted, looking like they got shot by a gun, running along, and yes. all of a sudden just like their legs gave out, or they crumpled to the ground, or they're grabbing the back of their hamstring or their calf. I mean, it was incredibly brutal conditions for us. I mean, not just the heat, it's the humidity. It's everybody losing so much salt and potassium Mm -hmm. and magnesium and just Mm -hmm. our electrolytes are gone. We're going to cramp. It's pretty simple. And uh, so we saw a lot of suffering, but somehow in our brains, we convinced ourselves it didn't happen and we're ready to go for another one. But what what was it you must have seen a lot out there too? What was your experience like? Um, Well, the first time, I mean, this, first of all, I mean, from the all the the eighth marathon I've run, this is the first time I run when they're so hot. Usually the marathons are like in the mid-50s, and it's amazing. 
Um, but this time, when as I was standing at the start line, and I saw other runners already drenched in sweat at 9 a.m., and it's not even starting. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, dude, you have like 26.2 more miles to go. Yes. <laughs> you're still yes. You're running already sweating like this. It's like, oh, this is not good. Medical That's- tent. <laughs> Pick your people, medical tent. <laughs> it's like, this is not going to be easy. So I'm like, that's when I my, I switch completely. It's like, because I just came from Chicago. I did a, you know, a PR there. I was like, ah, oh, today I just don't want to suffer. So I just took it easy. And I just went with the flow and made a point to stop at every water station so and smart. drink the whole cup because you usually just sip and throw, sip and throw. No, I just stopped, walked and drink, Gatorade water, two more miles, Gatorade water, complete cup. I mean, just making sure that I had all the electrolytes and, you know, all the water that I needed that day. And that's why I never cramped. I never, I mean... I went to the bathroom twice, actually, because I had so much water in me. But, um, I mean, I just made a point to have fun. You just kind of enjoy the crowd because that's always very, very nice to do. I mean, it's just crazy how, you know, how people get so happy just to see us running. <laughs> yeah. I saw your little dance in the Bronx. Yeah. I saw, I saw that. And that, it was in the Bronx. I said it was in Harlem. We just didn't know at that point yeah. where it was. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, look, it's, it's not like it's far apart, you know, it's yeah. very close. But I yeah, like, where, yeah, I could, this? I knew, I knew where you were from the video because uh, it's just where the 20 mile mark is right off yeah, the, yes, off yes, the yes, Willis yes. Avenue bridge. So I knew where you were. I, yeah. It's just so funny. Well, I was so disoriented right there. It yeah. was like, I don't know. I just stopped for a piece of orange that somebody yeah. offered me. I was like, oh, yeah. I need this orange. It's just like, I didn't know what it was. It was the 20, 20 mile yes. always. <laughs> yes. But I mean, how cool. I mean, I think that's what's amazing. It's like that somebody is taking that video for you. Okay. Yeah. Like, and for me, you know, you've coached me and said, oh, you can do these reels. You know, this app is good. Try it yourself first. And you're right. Most of them are really pretty straightforward. The yeah. problem is you got to be shooting in the right direction. You know, it's got to be portrait, not landscape. Yeah. And this is the opposite for me. I'm a yeah. landscape guy because I'm, you know, group selfies, run selfies. I want with, I want to be able to get more people in the frame. So yeah. it's the opposite of how I would normally shoot. But to me, to have that race end and to have like eight people send me videos of me running by in First Avenue and, and another 20 people sending me photographs from over the course, like this is like a gift that I could never repay because these are moments where I didn't even know somebody was filming me. You know, yeah, I was yeah. just yelling at the crowd, let's go, let's fucking go. And I'm <laughs> trying to get people going and, you know, going through the boogie down Bronx section and my boy Run Love New York, Greg Mackin and the whole crew over there. I mean- boogie down section is insanity i mean it's wild over there yeah and i'm like i saw him and i was like i'm going in for a hug i'm like no i'm not i'm like i went in, I'm like i think i broke a few of his ribs and then like i'm screaming so loud and his baby's got the airplane headphones on yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and i'm like oh good lord thank god those things are on because i don't know how many f-bombs i dropped but i literally was like hugging everybody there but yeah. if people could feel that energy and you know the energy I'm talking of. Like, yes. They would be running out there with us, right, yeah, my friend? Totally, totally. Yeah, they, they had a, a good setup there. I just I was so happy when I, once I arrived too, I was like, <gasps> okay, orange. And then there was this friend who just happened to be just cheering for me. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I listened to that song. So I started like, basically like when I came to life, it was like, okay, now, okay, I'm ready to run again. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's finish six more miles. <laughs> so it was amazing. It's beautiful because it's just in the moment. 
And it is also beautiful that you made a call, right? So like we all have races where we're, we're just all in and we're not going to adjust and we're going to go. And you just came off Chicago. Let's see if I get it right. 327.01. Oh, wow. Yes. To the second. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. 327, <laughs> 327.01. Party people, PR, <laughs> Chicago, unexpected, totally unplanned for. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> when we are not expecting and we're not planning is when the really good shit, the magic happens in life. But we're going to get Leave into- Leave But No, no, no. We're going to get into how the magic happened because there's no- accidents. There yeah. are no surprises <laughs> and there's no just a magic wand because nobody could possibly have done more to get to that line healthy and able to yes. run yes. than you did. And mm -hmm. you opened up and shared all of it, which was amazing. But you know, we're going to do a little more in New York first because that spot in the race, you still got 10K to go. You know, yeah. you're not done. And But the fact that you weren't running all out and you were easing it up a little bit on that day and you were going through the aid stations and drinking. Yeah. It's great advice because if you're not racing on a day like that, yeah. that's what you should be doing. Is, yeah. And, you know, I, for all my experience and all of my years of running, you know, I literally put out all of my things. And, you know, you know, look at, we're looking across the river. I'm mm. on the river. I'm a four minute ferry oh. ride across <laughs> as I'm like breaking our sign here. Um, <laughs> and I still stay in the city every weekend for the race. I can't, I have to be there. I'm hosting so many runs. I'm seeing so many friends. I'm taking people out for dinner. I gotta be there. I gotta be right there in the yeah. heart of it. And so I pack all my stuff to go over there and I put my salt, chewable salt tablets out on the counter, knowing full well what the weather's gonna be. And I'm like, I'll put these in a little plastic baggie in my belt then I'll mix them in with my gels and I'll take a couple every 10K. And of course, what was the last thing that was on my bathroom counter that <laughs> didn't get packed for the race were my chewable salt tablets. So, you know, don't do as Ron says. Do it. No, do no, do as Ron says. Just don't do as he does. Yeah. That's what I mean. Because sometimes, and I give the advice and I know what I'm supposed to do, but I still fuck it up, Carla. So, yeah. but I think that's I what makes it more fun. Too. Right? I forgot my, 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 uh, my uh, beetroot uh, juice too. It was like, oh. Forgot everything. Forgot my my noons. Forgot everything. It's like you know what? Today is not probably my day, <laughs> so I'm just gonna take it easy. Yeah, but you had the party of a life. Yeah. So did we. Mm -hmm. um, and even with the people who struggled and suffered, the good part is a lot of them still were able to finish. There were a ton of people that didn't and couldn't, and that's that's what my heart well, always. That's amazing. My heart breaks for them. Yeah, you know, um, there's a, especially I don't know if you saw this too, but I mean, especially young people. They were like passing me like like crazy back in you know in Brooklyn. Yeah. Then crossing the bridge, and cra and then you see them dropping like flies. Yes. On Fifth Avenue, and some of them meters to the finish line. They could never never finish. Yeah. I mean, just meters after all that, you know, all that effort, yeah. they still didn't finish, just because I mean they didn't really um you know took care of themselves you know with electrolytes and drinking water and it was crazy. It was madness. It was. And those conditions are extreme. You know, when you have a race that's 51 years old, or in Boston's case, 127, you have historical data. Mm -hmm. These are like, this is the second hottest New York in history out of 51. Like I ran um, London one year when it was 82 degrees and uh, a sub three hour marathon runner who was 30 years old died of a heart attack. Now he had heart disease in his family. Yeah. And that's unfortunate, right? So these things can happen. But you know, you got to be careful on days like that. And you have to be patient on days like that. Yeah. And that's not your day to go for the PR. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, you're an Olympic trials caliber runner or something and you're, you know, you are training at a level that most of us can only dream of. Yeah. That's different. But yeah, even then, they're mm -hmm. still making adjustments. If mm -hmm. you're not adjusting on a day like that, 
it's not going to end well. Mm. Um, so those salt, chewable salt tablets at home yeah. did not help my situation. <laughs> as unlike Carlos, who was dancing over the Willis Avenue Bridge, that was where my cramps first started. So I started having and I cramps the last 10K. I missed you seeing you that day. It was like, because we always, I don't know, for some reason, we always see each other running. So, you know, mm. I've filmed you many times. <laughs> yeah, we, we literally have a record going. We've seen each other in Boston. We've seen each other in Chicago. We've seen each other in the New York City half. Like, I mean... On the race course yes. or at the finish line in Boston getting on rails. We always have seen each other. Chicago, again, yeah. you know, you zoomed by me and I knew you were going to have a good day. It's so funny. You can tell. So let's transition over to Chicago mm -hmm. um, because no runner comes on here without talking about their PR race. But um, <laughs> one of the most common questions that I love to get into is most difficult spot somebody's been through, darkest mm -hmm. spot, darkest hole that they've been in, and how did they dig it out of it? And I can't think of a better person to tell this part because, man, you battled through so much to yes. get healthy, to yeah. be able to run. And I just want to say, as your friend, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of noise out there. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is if we listen to the noise, and this is for everybody at home that's listening, if you listen to the fucking noise that, you know, maybe some friend who you think is your friend, maybe they're just a little jealous of Carlos running or somebody else's running or getting attention. It's just like, oh man, I told you it's bad for you. Mm -hmm. um, she's going to break herself or he's going to do this. Mm -hmm. Like it takes a really strong person. So I give you huge kudos. Like it takes a Thank strong you. person to say, I'm going to stand in the storm mm -hmm. and I'm going to figure out what's going on and I'm going to look to however many modalities I have to, but I'm not giving up on my running. So just take it from there, man. And just tell me about a bunch of the things that you did. You worked with lots of different practitioners mm -hmm. to get yourself righted. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Well, I, I, I run with two broken meniscus. That's, you know, from start. <laughs> and I got injured very early in the game because um, I didn't do any strength training. I just thought that running a marathon was just about running. And especially, you know, my, coming from New York City, my first marathon, I mean, I was, I was a wreck. So I didn't do my stretching. I didn't do my warm-ups. I didn't do my, you know, foam rolling. So I was going on with my life without taking care of my myself. And that's how I got injured so, so, so quickly. So running with this meniscus, I mean, you can do it either by having surgery or, you know, I was for a while, I was doing all these uh, cortisone injections just to avoid the pain. But um, my first doctor say either you stop running if you don't want the pain or, or we do the surgery. Then my second uh, doctor said, well, we can do also the surgery or we can do the cortisone shot and see how much you can, um, you can take the pain. Um, so when, anyways, so after all that, um, Boston happened when I got really, really injured, uh, because I did these cortisone shots. Um, I think it was too early. I mean, too early for, you know, they take like two weeks to take effect. And I took it like seven days before the race. So I went to Boston with my legs numb and I run it anyways. That was a stupid idea. But, you know, who qualifies for Boston and said, oh, you know, I'm going to pass. No, nobody. <laughs> it's like, it took me so much effort for me to yeah. do this. It's like, no, I'm bracing this. Yeah. Um, so I just went there anyways. And I was uh, running Boston from all courses with numb legs. I was damaging so many muscles, you know, my hamstrings, everything, my, my legs, they were like, a mess by the time I crossed the finish line. I just couldn't walk. I couldn't walk normal for two months. 
let alone run. So I caused so much, so much damage. And at one point I thought that I wasn't going to recover from that. And that's when I decided just to take a turn and make a lot of changes in the way I train because I had Chicago coming up. So I was like, okay, I need to do something different here. So that's when I came across my nutritionist, uh, the, you know, the, my, the, my nutrition coach who actually reached out and said, hey, he just wanted to start a conversation with me. Are you training because I'm a nutrition coach and I can help you? And I told him my story. He's like, oh, but do you know you can speed up your recovery just by changing your diet and adding some certain foods that can help you, you know, boost your recovery time? And I'm like, oh, I take it. I take anything. And that's how we started. And I noticed a change. It was like, oh, yes, this was just a matter of just making little changes in my life, in my diet, in my, the way I'm doing things. And aside from that, I tried acupuncture too. And I forgot completely. I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't take another cortisone shot. I forgot about, you know, regular medicine altogether. And I just did it the other way. And that's how I recovered. Um, and got ready for Chicago. So uh, it's amazing how the outcome was because I was like, when I started the race on Chicago, it was like, oh, the pain is going to come back. I know it's going to come back. And then all of a sudden, it just never came back. And I crossed the finish line and I was walking normal, like a normal person. I was like, just, this is unbelievable. It was like a, this comeback story that I, you only dream of. And not only that, I just PR'd on the race. So it's like I never felt pain the whole race. It's something that I've never experienced in like for the last two years because it was my knees were always an issue, always feeling pain. Um, and I was perfectly fine. And of course, all the strength training work that I've been doing with my coach, um, he's amazing, by the way. So it's just like, oh my God, I just, I just need it. Like you said, you just need to seek help out, you know, elsewhere. Because otherwise you're leaving this hell inside, you know, like, oh my God, I can recover. How can, you know, beat this, this, um, I kind of get out of this hole and go back to running. And it just takes just to kind of reach out for help. And maybe somebody's going to listen and it's going to, you know, give you a hand and, and help you. I love it. Um, so there's so much to dig into there. So it's alternative, you know, it's alternative treatments, alternative medicine. I mean, so many runners were looking for a cleaner diet, healthier diet, what we're putting in our bodies is going to help us recover and perform better. And as far as traditional medicine, you know, we could go talk to 10 doctors. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to go talk to 10 doctors that either are runners personally or mm -hmm. only treat runners. Yeah. I'm not even going to a dentist that doesn't treat yeah. runners <laughs> or runs. I don't go to anybody in my life. I'm not going to go to a cardiologist. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to Google running cardiologist. <laughs> I'm adding that word into everything I do. So because if they don't understand that lifestyle and how we live and what's important to us mm -hmm. and how meaningful it is, then and they're not going to be thinking of that. And a great example I could give you, you could go to, there's hundreds and hundreds of chiropractors, but if you're going to a sports chiropractor who's treating runners, mm -hmm. they're never going to tell you don't run, Carla. They're going to tell you go run on it and yeah. see how it is. Yeah. The other person is going to go, oh no, like running is the problem. Don't do it. So that's why you were led out of the traditional methods, acupuncture, better nutrition, you know, Benjamin, your strength coach, you know, that you guys have worked together and I'm sure he does more. He might even do your run coaching. I don't know, but I know you guys have a close relationship and you work well. And I know mm -hmm. you have the, I think it's morning side acupuncture. Mm -hmm. I've seen your posts for there. 
Who's your nutrition person? We'll give them applause. Oh, uh, Will from Unbased Wellness. Okay, so we'll make sure we tag all <laughs> of these people in the show and the Instagram posts and Facebook posts. But um, I'm a big believer. It's important. You, when something is going wrong, you have to try to unearth what it is that's causing the issue. Mm -hmm. So you have two you know, damaged meniscus, okay? Mm -hmm. Could you have surgery? Yes, that's a possibility. But if you don't want to have surgery, there are alternatives. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have a torn rotator cuff and you're not going to pitch in the major leagues as a baseball player, well, there's a lot of ways you can rehab your torn rotator cuff. Mm -hmm. You know, are you going to pitch in college or in the major leagues? No. Or are you playing quarterback for the Giants? No. Well, why get surgery if you're at a certain age, if you can do a rehab or something else? So, and for me, you know, I've used acupuncture in the past. I haven't had to recently. And it 100% works. It'll work on things that nothing else will work on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can speak to that personally. So, you know, people that are having lower disc problems, L4, L5, L6, you know, nerves get compressed. Things get pinched down there. That pressure is going on. Everything is like hitting up against the spine. And the pain will just travel like right down your legs. And if you're not willing to try something like that mm -hmm. to get things to relax and calm down, you're probably going to continue to have that exact same pain and have the same issue and never get through it. So you yeah. got to try some alternatives. So you're doing all that. You're going into Chicago and probably having much less expectations. You're probably not sitting there going, oh my God, I'm going to go run a PR. You're probably just like, hey man, oh, no, I'm I just healthy, wanted to, yeah, exactly. but let's just go do this race, right? Like, yeah. I mean, probably like, did you even have any expectations? Did no, you, not at all. Yeah. I just wanted to finish in one piece. <laughs> that was my expectation. <laughs> but let, I mean, Chicago, I mean, the weather was perfect. Chicago has such an energy. It was a beautiful city just to, I was with my little camera. So I was like, like this, I just didn't expect, everybody told me about the GPS situation yeah. and I didn't expect that to happen to me. I had two watches. Yeah. And in, on top of that, I had like my bands, my pace bands for different yeah. paces. Oh, it was, it, it went, it went downhill from the beginning. Yeah. It's like my watches, both watches at the same time, they yeah. stopped working. And then as I'm trying to reset them, I just lost my bands too. I was like, all of a sudden I'm here. I didn't know what mine was. <laughs> my watches were out of whack. And I just like, oh my God, I, I, I was actually behind my pacer. I was thinking probably 3.30 could be realistic. So I was with this group, the 3.30 group. And I just, as I'm looking at my watches, I just lost track of them. I was like, oh my God, now I have to go after them. And that's, that's when I saw you that, you know, I was like running after them. I was like, I need to catch one. And then finally, I saw this group at mile, was it 22? And I was like, oh, finally, I got caught up with them. And when I get closer, it was a 325 group. I was like, no. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, okay, let's do this. And that's how I actually did the PR, just like not knowing <laughs> what time it was. So maybe that's, that's the secret to it. When you don't really think of, <laughs> of your watch and your time and your pace and you just go with the flow. Oh, hell, hell yeah, that's a part of it. Um, because at times they just become, it's too controlling. It's, it, we, we are so locked into whatever that number is, eight minutes per mile, six minutes per mile, 7.30 per mile. Yeah. Well, guess what? Even though Chicago's flat, the signal is fucked up. I, yeah. I try to tell people they don't listen. I'm like, it's not going to work. And they're like, okay, sure. You thought, okay, I'll wear two watches. It doesn't work. It doesn't matter. You're not going to get a signal starting there, running underneath those bridges. No yeah. way on earth. <laughs> and for everybody listening home that's been through this, you, you go manual lap split. That's what you do. You turn your auto lap off. You go manual lap split. And even if you don't hit every single mile, it doesn't matter. If you hit three in a row together, 
and it's 2410, any math person can figure out that's like basically eight flat. Okay, so I ran three miles at around eight flat. Okay, I'm I'm right around 330 pace. That's pretty good. But if your watch is, you know, telling you, you know, you've run 0.72 miles and you've already passed the one mile mark, everything's going to be off kilter and yeah. it's going to mess with your psyche. So, and as much as pace groups are awesome, and mm -hmm. many of my friends lead those pace groups, okay, they're wonderful. They're helping people hit a goal, maybe make a BQ. Mm -hmm. I think at some point, you got to be the commander of your own ship. This is your training. You mm -hmm. train for 16 weeks. You write out a plan with Benjamin. You're doing strength training. You're going to acupuncture. You're changing your diet. You're doing all this shit. You know what? Who's in charge of your race? You're in charge of your race, Okay. So if you can use them to help you, you know, catch on at the end and like speed up, which in your case, you were trying to catch the 330 group and you caught the 325 group. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> but at the end of the day, man, you're out there. You got to run your race, right? Yeah. And you did run your race. So, you know, it's not like you ran with them the whole time, man. No, you no, were no. just rolling and watches are broke. <laughs> Everything's wrong. And you just kept going, man. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was a great experience on all. You just seen all so many different friends from actually from Instagram. Yeah. Um, we had a little meetup there um, that, you know, you, you make friends all over the place place and there we all we get to meet in these races international races because they all come to i mean from everywhere australia um germany the uk and then suddenly you have the chance to actually meet this person uh you know and and, and it's amazing it's just the way i love going to these races yeah we call it irl baby in real <laughs> life man it is it is a treat um, because it's so fun interacting and sharing and, you know, sharing each other's stories or races or stuff we do or reels or posts or whatever. And it's fun, but you know, it is very different, you know, when you can show up and do a shakeout, like I host a shakeout for New York, I think seven years in a row. And, you know, I've had years where like a hundred people have come and I've had years where only 25 or 30 have come, but it doesn't matter. They're still as awesome when mm -hmm. 25 or 30 come as it can be even more awesome than there's like a hundred because sometimes when there's that many people, you really can't pay attention to the people who did come yeah. to just be like, Hey, Carla, thank you for coming. I literally thank everybody. I'm like, thanks for coming, man. I appreciate you. Like, where are you from, man? Is this your first New York? And anybody have any questions? Who wants to know something about the course? Oh no, you're fucked. Don't even bother asking that question. <laughs> you know, and I'll be like, anybody have a question for me? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. You're in big trouble. So, you know, I just like to put people at ease, man. I want people to relax because there's too many people out there that are stressing out and mm -hmm. you can't run your best when you're stressing out. And you had a lot of stuff to manage to get healthy mm -hmm. after your Boston experience. And even when you got healthy, you could have been carrying that stress with you to the start line. In fact, you even said you were kind of waiting to start hurting out there. Mm -hmm. So how amazing did that feel to be able to run the whole marathon and not be in pain? That had to be amazing, it's, right? It's, it's unbelievable. It's just I don't remember. Like I said, I don't remember when was the last time I did that. I think it was my first marathon when I, that I <laughs> my ever first <laughs> marathon that I run without pain. After that, it's just like it's been like a you know painful um, experience for me. You know, trying to not feel the pain with cortisone shots and whatever else. So even ibuprofen, like at eight hundred milligrams before the race or something like that. You know, <laughs> it's like don't do that. But anyways, um, you know, whatever it takes for you to run a healthy kind of healthy race. Uh, but this time it was like it just went fly and and it just it just didn't feel a thing. I just couldn't believe myself. What did I do differently? Everything all together, you know, the acupuncture, the nutrition, so important, the strength training, um, the many runners that I mean, they don't consider it. They're like, okay, so 
like like me before, right? You only need to run. No, <laughs> you need to become a strong runner. You know, especially as you age, you have to really take care of those muscles. Oh, no question. So that's your formula. And or your formula that worked for Chicago. Mm -hmm. But what I try to explain to people is the formula doesn't stay the same. Okay, because you just said it. I'm going to be 62 in January. I'm constantly having to change and revise mine. Mm -hmm. You at home might be 25. You might be 35. You might have four kids. You might be like me, you know, and his son's, you know, finished with college. Like we're all at a different part of the journey. But how we keep ourselves healthy and strong is the most important thing because people think, oh, how you can't run this many races in a year. Sure you can. Not everybody can. Not everybody's made to run all six majors in a year like I was blessed to do. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody tried to do that, they might be broken on the side of the road and they may not come back from that. Somebody yeah. else might be able to run 20 in a year. Or look, we've seen people run a marathon every day. Um, what's her name um, that I follow on Instagram who's amazing, the ultra runner. Oh. She has the, um, the blade leg. Oh, she's oh, amazing. Yes, she broke yes. the Guinness Book of Records. And yeah. I feel so badly I'm not thinking of her name right now. Oh, gosh, I'm terrible. <laughs> you, you think of the handle, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to think of because I don't actually know her. I just follow her because I was amazed at, at what she did. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, she's also a really good ultra runner. She does 100 milers, all this other stuff. And then um, Ribs' friend did an Ironman every day for I don't know how long. It was completely crazy. It might have been 100 days in a row. I don't know. I mean, people are doing things that seem impossible. Um, but that's sometimes where we get into trouble because we see what they're doing and we're like, oh, oh well, what are they doing? <laughs> I can do this. Let's go. Or let's, let's run a marathon every day. Uh, let's do it every single day and let's get the drone out to film us. I, I see a new project on the horizon and we'll both be in the medical tent, but, you know, but it might be entertaining and we'll get a lot of YouTube views. So uh, yeah. we'll definitely do it. Well, um, so Chicago, experience of a lifetime, New York, you came through and you're still feeling really strong, right? Everything is still working well, you're good, and you're still keeping the same routines, right? You're still doing your acupuncture, mm. nutritional stuff, strength training, and foam rolling. Let's not leave the foam rolling out, people. Don't yes. even try to cut that corner because I will come for you. Mm -hmm. No foam rolling means you're going to be broken. You mm -hmm. better keep after the foam rolling. There is nothing that is a better tool than foam rolling. Oh, yes. then maybe my Norma Tech boots. So <laughs> like, it's a, it's a, it's a toss-up, actually. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, there's there's certain things that you have to just, just do, you know, in yeah. order to, to keep yourself going. Otherwise, I mean, you're going to break really easily and... Yeah, but um, uh, yeah. Oh well, after Chicago, I thought I wasn't going to do um, a run New York. I actually promised my legs. I was like, okay, so this is the last time. I just want to, you know, jinx my luck. Yeah. It's like, okay, I did this. I can't believe it. I just waited like an, a week to see if something will come up, and I was healthy. I was like, oh wow, cool. And then all the friends were like, oh, so are you running New York City? Because I'm running. Oh, I'm running. I'm running. Are you running? Oh, let's <laughs> run. I'm like, oh. Okay, I run. <laughs> and but I wasn't gonna run New York City actually. So because I didn't want to, you know, test my luck. And and I did it and I survived. So I think I call it a win. You know, it's just like just crossing the finish line healthy with all my muscles in place, not feeling pain. That's what every runner should wish for. I mean, more than a PR actually. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge win. It's a huge win. So you made it through two in a row. You made it through healthy. 
You have your new routines that you're going to stick to. So what's on, what's the plan for next year? I mean, you're obviously going to be qualified for Boston again. Um, are you looking to run London and some of the other majors? Well, I, I put my name down for, for Berlin. Let's see if I get it. And I, yes, I qualified for Boston again. And there's a meme going on around, like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, I think it was the dumb runner or something. He said, like, what I qualify when I, you know, when he's telling the spouse, like, oh, you told me you're not going to do it again. That's me, <laughs> literally me and my yeah. husband. You told me you're not going to run Boston again. Yeah. But I qualified. I had yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. So well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm still thinking about it. You know, probably I'm going to decide like a month before or something. It's like, okay, I run it because all my friends are running it. Yeah. Well, it's good news, bad news. You can say, you don't have to come. You can stay home with the kids. It's okay. I'm, yeah. It's going to be a mom trip. I'm, I got this. <laughs> I'm going to go hang with my Instagram friends. But you know you're going to run it. So you know. And we're, we're going to do those miles in the park, man, because nothing gets you ready for Boston better than Central Park Miles. That's true. It's the perfect place. You That's run Harlem true. Hill loops. Nothing in the world is better because you got the big ups and the big downs and you're constantly just rolling and riding and... You know, if you just stay in the back of the park, that's the best place. The Harlem Hill Loops and then run the Three Sisters and just keep running around there, running around there. That's the way to go. And Berlin, don't worry, I can hook you up with Berlin. So we can get you, we can get you a bid for Berlin. So don't, don't worry about that. She just made the best emoji eyes face. So hopefully we'll, we'll use that as a little video clip. So yeah, we'll, uh, we could definitely get you hooked up for Berlin. And if you need a bid for London, I have a tremendous charity that I've run for. I know the CEO, I probably sent them about I don't know, maybe 20 to 25 runners, and they're just amazing people. It's action on preeclampsia. So for moms, oh, you know, wow. during their pregnancy, their blood pressure goes up and oh. they're at risk. Um, so it's a wonderful charity. It's helping moms um, get the treatment and the care that they need. Uh, it's a phenomenal charity. I know the CEO. I've done um, Instagram Live with them. I've done YouTube with them and helped promote their charity. And I wore their bib and, like I said, send them a lot of people. So I know um, I probably will run for them this year myself mm -hmm. because – um, the World Age Group Championships are not there this year, so I can't get into London that way. That was my only way to get yeah. into London before other than a charity, mm -hmm. and they're in Chicago this year. So I'm in for Chicago with the World Age Group Championships, but I'm not in London. And that's if I decide to do them all, because I haven't decided yet, because mm -hmm. Tokyo I'm already in, mm -hmm. um, and Boston I'm already in, and London I can get in, and Berlin I'm in. Um, and Chicago I'm in and New York I'm in. So basically the only one I would really need to do anything on would be London. And that would be just a really yeah. easy ask. Would you do it? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really have to think about it. What yeah. I asked my good friends from Abbott, um, Lorna Campbell, um, an amazing, uh, person running marketing communications for Abbott and doing amazing stuff with the race series and I was blessed to get on and be interviewed for ESPN as one of only 82 runners to do all six of the majors. And I asked her, because they're so amazing with the analytics they have. I mean, mm. there's 8,200 runners, right, from around the world, but only 82 have ever done all six in one year. And I just was, I thought it was a simple question, like, well, how many have ever run all six in the same year twice? Mm -hmm. Like, because I've done it and 82 have done it. And she's like, I don't know, because once somebody is done they're six star. We don't mm -hmm. count them a second time. Yes, they can get a second uh, six star medal or they can get a third six star medal, but they're still, their number counts as one. They're yeah. a six star finisher, even if they've done it twice or yeah. three or four times. So I don't know. Like if I knew no one has ever run all six in the same year twice, I would be like, let's go, baby. I'm doing that this year. Well, they could uh, advertise it like that. It's like, you can have like a medal medal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I, and Carla, I love your thinking. <laughs> so Lorna, I'm going to send you the 
this clip. It's coming to you <laughs> and the rest of the Abbott crew, my favorite people in the world. So awesome, all of you. But we've had these kind of talks and I think they're never going to give out a better six-star medal. What I think would be super cool is they have the Wall of Fame where they have all the runners. That would be super cool if they just had a section for people that have run two, have claimed two six-stars or three yeah. six-stars because there's just not that many. And it is so hard to do. Mm. And, you know, maybe you give them a little extra pin or a patch to put on their jacket or something. We're simple. Right? Yeah. Runners, <laughs> we're simple. The six-star medal is what it's all about. But, you know, you want to throw us a little extra something, that would be pretty sweet. So yeah. way to go, Carlos. Yeah. We didn't even have this conversation in advance. And she's like looking out for me and the other multiple six-star people that are chasing goals. So, or yeah. extra VIP treatment. I mean, you're more simple, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like VIP. We love that too. You know, upgrades, <laughs> VIPs, you know, come on. We're here for all of it. Um, so exciting, man. This has been so fun. Um, we talked about some really cool stuff and I know people are going to love hearing your story because it's super inspiring and you've done some amazing stuff and you're connecting with so many people. But Thank is there you. anything we didn't get to? Something interesting, maybe top of mind for you, something we just didn't get a chance to speak to and talk about yet? Um. Well, it's just, I, I don't know. I like to advocate for, because it, it was my experience and I know there's many mothers out there um, going through the same thing. Uh, you get caught up with life, you know, and, and the day by day stuff, you know, that you have to take care of other human beings and you forget about taking care of yourself. And that's, that was my situation four years ago. And this was my, you know, my salvation in, in, in a sense, um, this is my way to take care of myself, even though I'm, I'm hurting my knees. <laughs> but, you know, this is my way to say, man, this is me time. And I'm doing this for me, not for anybody else. And um, either, you know, you're into running or swimming or just take care of yourself, you know, because mothers can be better mothers, you know, and better wives and, and better friends and daughters and, and, and human beings if they really take care of themselves. And, and I have a lot of, you know, mommy friends there. They're like, oh, I don't have the time. Right. We never have the time. We never have the time. But if you can commit only one hour a day to yourself, be it, you know, Pilates or yoga or whatever, I mean, just take care of yourself and, and, and figure it out. It's just like there, there's a way to do it. When you really want it, um, you get it. And that's, that was my situation. I never thought I was going to qualify for Boston, and I did it. How? Determination and a lot of hard work. An hour a day, I just committed to that. And here I am, you know, battling injuries, uh, doing my six majors, an hour a day. That's all you need. I love it. What a great message to land it on. Um, because yes, mom's got to take care of themselves. I mean, where would any of us be in this world without our moms? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who listens to the show knows how I feel about my mom. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't tell her I love her and she's 90 and we're just so lucky to have her. But mom's got to take care of themselves. And whatever that is, it's great advice because you're not telling them to run it. Just find something that's for you. Get in the pool and swim laps, you know, go mm -hmm. ride a mountain bike. Uh, go on a nature trail, journal, write. I mean, just whatever the hell it is, hopefully it's running because then I'll have you on the show and you could share your story with the Run Chats audience. But mm. in your case, you reclaimed who you were. Mm -hmm. You found your identity again and you made yourself stronger and more fulfilled and just a better all-around person. So, yes. 
And that's the, be- the best damn part of the story. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming on and sharing. It's been so much fun chatting with you and learning some super cool new things I didn't even know about you. So hopefully <laughs> some of the people or most of these people listening won't know any of those things and they'll find it incredibly inspiring and interesting. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on and oh. coming across the river to come and <laughs> chat with me. And it's and I'll have to find my way back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're going to make sure you get taken care of on the way home. So uh, <laughs> there's not going to be any issue. But anyway, for everybody at home, our message is always to keep lacing them up, to keep getting out the door, and always remember to stay in the fight. Wow, this episode was so much fun. I truly enjoy Carla's energy and wonderful spirit for life and certainly for running. And it's just been a treat for me getting to know her better, partnering on a couple of reels, one I um, that she was so instrumental producing and creating, um, just the way a movie producer, creative director would, uh, my Tommy Rives reel, Tommy Rives video um, for Koros, showcasing something that we did that was meaningful or impactful in the community um, for the brand Koros that I'm involved with. And it was there where I got a chance firsthand to just really see just how talented she is at uh, storytelling and producing just amazing, amazing quality of content. But don't sleep on her running. This girl can get the job done. She is seriously dedicated to her craft and willing to go to any length to stay healthy and be out there, as most of us will. And as I'm recording this, we know I'm going through some health issues of my own. So um, these kind of episodes touch my heart, the levels that we runners will go to to stay out there on those roads, on those trails, uh, because it just makes us happy. It brings us joy. We're better moms or dads, as cardless children certainly found out. And we're just better humans. Uh, we're happier human beings. So um, I enjoyed this one so much. Uh, it was really fun to get to hear about Carlos. Years as a journalist, being a news anchor and starting out as a print reporter and making her way up the ladder there. And um, just all of it was just a treat for me. And the most fun of all easily was teaming up with her to record this in like a multi-camera setup uh, with her Digi Osmo and our iPhones and um, just getting it all recorded at different quality. So I look forward to sharing a bunch more of that when she puts some more reels together because she's just so damn talented. So anyway, I hope you're all inspired by Carlos running, her creativity and her awesomeness as a human and as a mom. And uh, just really hope you all get a lot out of this episode. And uh, if you're enjoying it, please take a moment if you can Hop on Apple Podcasts, give it a quick review, rate the episode, tell us something you enjoyed about our conversation, our back and forth, maybe something you learned. Share it with another mom out there that needs to maybe carve out some me time for her as Carla learned that she needed to do to recapture and regain her identity and her mojo um, because it's so important, man, because where would any of us be in life without our moms? That's where we ended the episode and that's where we're going to end this outro here. So to all the moms out there, God bless you all. None of us would be anything without you. Thanks for all that you do for us. And, uh, Just uh, find some time for yourself, moms. Get out there, run. Find that extra time for some self-care and look after yourselves, especially 
um, heading into the holiday season, which tends to add even more stress on top of a mom's shoulder. So God bless you all. Thank you, everyone that's been part of our Run Chats journey. We hit episode 100 with Kate Powerty. Carleth is episode 101. We just had some super cool stats come my way uh, via Spotify, like the year unwrapped, and I'll start to share some more of that. It's just out of gratitude for how many people are along uh, sharing our journey here and sharing episodes and being part of what we're trying to do here. And for everybody that reached out on my health situation, God bless you all. It means the world to me. Um, and I'll share more with you all on that soon when I figure out uh, what I'm going to do um, from the surgical side. So God bless you all. And remember, my friends, especially now for you, because I really can't keep lacing them up, keep getting out the door, and always remember to stay in the fight. Peace out, my friends. <laughs>